0: The following podcast uses swear words, talks about religion in a very negative manner, and talks about sex in a very positive manner, and pretty much everything political. Keep in mind that it is for entertainment purposes only, and all stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them, and do not reflect any business, nonprofit, state, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcast. We are a semi-weekly progressive, political, and devoutly anti-religion podcast based in the milk toast capital of the world, the wonderful state of Utah. We never claim to be impartial or fair, but we do promise a whole lot of left-leaning, socialism-loving, atheist, Satanist, humanist fun each and every week. This is episode number 94, and since it's just the beginning of the week, we've got our current events episode for you guys to enjoy. And we're going to kick it off here in a second or so, but um, I want to let the audience know who we are and where they can find us. Hi, I'm your host, X, and joining me on the podcast this week is Kyle Steenblick being resolutely quiet for some reason. We'll figure out what's going on there here in one moment. But anyway, uh, you can find us on all sorts of social media accounts. We've been posting a lot more stuff there. Go check it out. We're on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram all as Utah Outcasts, and we post the show on YouTube quite a bit, so if you want to go check out the video component of all of them, please go do so. Uh, Anyway, now that we're not strangers anymore, let's go ahead and get into our first bit of news you missed.
1: Hi, my name's Joseph Young, and I'm Robert White. We're with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: Okay, hold on a second.
1: Uh, Uh, boss? Some guys from Jesus? Cut off their balls! I gotta cut your balls off now.
0: Huh? Why? The Mormon Church, of course, this past weekend was conference weekend, and uh, Thomas Monson's looking like he's not doing so well. Uh, Apparently he had to be rushed to the hospital to get some fluids put into him, and that fluid Mm -hmm. is called blood.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He needed to be refilled. He He had to be topped up.
0: But that's not that's not why I'm bringing the, this one story up. It was conference weekend and there was a it was general conference and elder Valery V. Cordon that has a little slash above the eye, So I'm not the O, so I'm not sure what that would be.
2: But he has some yeah, stuff to know.
0: say uh, during conference weekend saying that um if you have to choose between feeding your family and giving money to the church, guess what? You're going to be putting that money towards. Oh for fuck's sake. Yep. Really? So here's what he says. When I was young, I worked in my father's factory during vacation. He's going to talk like puss and boots. The first question. Right <laughs> my father always <laughs> asked when I received my salary was, what are you going to do with your money? And I know the answer and responded, "Pay my tithing and save for my mission." Of course, because mm. you're a good little Mormon kid. After That's working what you with, do. After working with him for about 8 years, and consistently answering his same question, my father figured he had taught me about paying my tithing. What he didn't realize is that I had learned this important principle in just one weekend. So instead of you know stopping and talking to your dad and saying, "Look, I I'm I'm gonna pay my tithing," please stop asking me the same question. It's Chinese <laughs> water torture at this point, where he keeps tapping you on the forehead. And you're like, you could you could have told him, "Hey, Dad, I'm I'm gonna pay my tithing. Don't don't worry about it. At least that's what you'll know." Um. And he says, let me tell you how I learned that principle. After some events related to our civil war in Central America, and it says in here in brackets, Corton grew up in Guatemala, my father's business went bankrupt. He went from about 200 full-time employees to fewer than five sewing operators who worked as needed in the garage of our home. One day, during those difficult times, can't be that difficult if you still have five employees. I mean, that's still... (laughs) I think you're still doing all right there, man. Who worked? Uh, let's see. During those days, my uh, I heard my parents discussing whether they should pay tithing or buy food for the children. Hmm. Your parents are immoral <laughs> if this is the case. Uh, yeah. So on Sunday, I followed my father to see what he he's going to do. So, you know, he, he's now skulking behind his dad to find out, you better be paying tithing, motherfucker. We We want to get to heaven. And if you don't <laughs> feed us, we're going to get there a lot fucking quicker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and after our church meetings I saw him take an envelope and put his tithing in it that was the only part of the lesson the question that remained for me was what were we going to eat exclamation point oh no what are we going to do <laughs> oh, these Mormons are so terrible and I can only imagine people listening oh. to this during conference and just like going oh I just I love this guy so much I can feel the spirit within him so early Monday morning some people knocked on our door, and when I opened it, they asked for my father because they were going to drag him out in the street and shoot him because he still had slave labor in the garage. I, <laughs> I don't know. I called for him, and when he arrived, the visitors told him about an urgent sewing order that they needed as quickly as possible. This is, um, the, well, it's that doctrine. It's the, it's the Christian doctrine, the evangelical one where, like, the yeah, you give your money to the church and you'll be repaid tenfold kind of thing. What, what the fuck uh-huh. do they call it? something doctrine uh i can't remember what I, it is yeah, somebody's no idea. screaming
2: self-fulf- the self-fulfilling prophecy i don't know
0: yeah somebody's screaming at whatever listening device they're hearing us on mm-hmm. right now and be like it's this doc and you fucking simpletons yeah we we completely forgot what it was because
2: <laughs> we forgot because it doesn't matter because it's bullshit
0: so he says that uh the urgent was so the, the sorry the order that they had was so urgent that they will pay him in advance and so on that day I learned the principles of paying tithing and the blessings that will follow. One okay. had absolutely fuck no, all to yeah. do with the other. Where's your control in that's, this experiment, sir?
2: That's what that's what we call a coincidence.
0: <laughs> you know, and Hemet here puts it really great. He says that um uh, because starving your family to feed the church has a hundred percent success rate. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my gosh it's just it's terrible that these people are just so they they're spoon-fed this horse shit throughout their life i'm glad i never grew up mormon because i i would have so much disdain for them, and i already have mm-hmm. enough you know like
2: well, uh, bio yeah, for the church but it's the same it's the same it's the same kind of shit i mean were they not paying were they not paying their tithing uh when the when the business, business went under crashed?
0: yeah, it went tits up yeah <laughs> <laughs> and let's see we what, all thought what,
2: were they were they not paying enough tithing to get uh you know some of that that fantastic uh ooh, what is it charity yeah charity from the church that they they like to you know bring out once or twice a year say look how much money and how much we donate yeah look how they... much food we give to poor people
0: <laughs> i i love how the The money that they bring out and they talk about, you know, we did this for this many poor people over these many years and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like that's aggregate people like they're saying we've spent one point two billion in charity work over the last 30 years. Right. Yeah. Did
2: you did you did you miss the part of that big meeting you had where they announced how many multimillion dollar buildings that they were going to build in places they don't need two more here in Utah? They're building two more
0: yeah, and yet we uh we can't seem to get homeless shelters put anywhere. No,
2: yeah, no kidding. These people are supposedly
0: mm. living Christ-like uh lives where they're supposed to love thy neighbor and care for the poor and all these yeah. other other wonderful Christ-like things that are just not being accomplished in his name.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, these guys are just lousy with real estate. They have so much land in this state that they could give acres They could give acres to the state for a homeless shelter. Hell, they could build a homeless shelter that would have it would be the size of the, you know, 12 story church, five star hotel downtown.
0: But just they gross me out because I just I can't stand that they, they think that for some reason, this guy thinks that his dad sending 20 pesos or whatever their unit of currency is down there to the church headquarters. Is gonna somehow be a drop in the bucket. They don't need your tithing anymore. They've been so beyond the need for your tithing for at least uh I would say about fifty years. I think like starting in the sixties is when it made the real big tide. Mm-hmm. Is when everything switched over. They're like Yeah. Oh, well Lord. I don't
2: know. It is it is becoming more and more expensive to keep those fuckers alive.
0: They need more young little boy blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and they have to they have to pay they get paid their uh their their stipend their salary that they get for being lay clergymen
1: but i want everyone to get to paradise so does jehovah and you know what people can change that's why we share his message so what can you say to carrie well i could tell her about the paradise i could tell her about the animals and the resurrection that's
3: awesome
1: let's practice
0: So we all know that Russia is a very much you know Eastern Orthodoxy kind of church, and for the history of that, you can you can look it up. It's weird, and they all got amazing. Oh, hats. they're super
2: weird, yeah. <laughs> amazing hats, super weird. The weirdness is is uh, I'm sure there's a correlation between the weirdness of a religion and the weirdness of their hats.
0: <laughs> Did, wasn't that the reason George Costanza wanted to join <laughs> the the Greek no, it was the Greek Orthodox Church? It was the hats, I think, is what he said. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why did you want to join the Greek Orthodox? The hats? <laughs> so anyway, I, like the hat. I, I bring this up only because in Russia, you know, where you're only allowed to be one type of faith, apparently, uh have come forward and say that you know Jehovah's Witnesses, you're now being considered um extremists, and this uh this article comes from the New York Times, where it comes from a town in Russia, Vorokobino. Well, I can't believe I actually pronounced it. it mm-hmm. where, and where a dedicated pacifist who has never even held a gun, Andrei Sivak, discovered that his government considered him a dangerous extremist when he tried to change some money, and the teller suddenly looked up at me with a face full of fear. Why did you hand her a watchtower? I I, I, don't, <laughs> I wonder what it would be in Russian. <laughs> da, it's dead watchtower. That's. <laughs> that watchtower? Uh, his name had popped up on the Exchange Bureau's computer system along with those n- members of Al Qaeda. So they put him in the same registry as Al Qaeda and <laughs> <in> the Islamic <laughs> State.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that fits. So,
0: so it says uh, yeah. the only group that he's ever belonged to is, is Jehovah's Witnesses, which is a, if you don't know, why are you listening to this show? It's a cr- Christian denomination uh, committed to the belief that the Bible must be taken literally. Uh, particularly and it's an injunction that thou shalt not kill and you know you don't get blood transfusions and you don't celebrate certain holidays and you think that all gay people are terrible and let's see what other bad shit do they do oh they believe that the archangel michael was actually jesus and it's Uh, wackadoodle uh so yeah they're
2: they're they're kind of they're kind of nuts by christian standards
0: and so, in a throwback to the days of the Soviet Union, when uh, Jehovah's Witnesses were hounded as spies and malcontents by the KGB, the the domination is at the center of an escalating campaign by the authorities. This is the state coming after Jehovah's Witnesses on this uh, to curtail religious groups that compete with the Russian Orthodox Church—a oh, big surprise there—and mm-hmm. that challenge Vladimir Putin's effort uh to rally the country behind the traditional and often less uh, wait sorry not less militaristic more militaristic patriotic values so the justice ministry in a administrative strike last month put the headquarters of the j-dubs in russia uh, an office complex near st petersburg on the list of bodies banned in connection with the carrying out of extremist activities so the j-dubs are being considered extremists nowadays that's that's amazing And whether the the church remains on that list, it's going to end up going to the the Russian Supreme Court, but we all know how that works nowadays. It's whatever Putin says he wants to have happen. So, (laughs) man, it's just amazing to me that these people have um, (laughs) J-Dubs, as much as I may dislike their religion, most of those folks that follow it, they're pretty benign. They're not.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're very benign. They're. They don't, they're boring they don't do anything there's
0: and ah. a lot of the Russian people uh, kind of don't like them because they don't do any of the they, they've they refused military service all the time they do uh, they don't vote and they view God as the only leader and of course the Kremlin's not going to be happy about that but uh, Mr. Sivak mm-hmm. who lost his job as a physical education teacher he was a fucking PE teacher really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I understand that it's important. I, I understand that, but this is kind of funny. Like he was a gym coach. This is Coach McGurk, the J Dub that that got fired in Russia because he was a, a Jehovah's Witness. So, but he also voted for Putin in two thousand. So it's another one of these people that uh has you know buyer's remorse for the people that they fucking voted for. It's like the the people voting against Trump, or I'm sorry, the people that voted for Trump, and now are finding their houses are going to be on the wrong side of the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. Along with their husband being <laughs> fucking taken away from the country and everything. So,
3: <laughs>
0: I didn't think it would happen to me. Oh, no. It never happened to me. So, this, uh, this, uh, CVAC guy, uh, he says, I have absolutely no interest in politics during a service in a wooden country house in Vorokobino, a snow covered village north of Moscow. So, north of Moscow. So, is that Arctic Circle? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know where it is. Um, sounds like the the music that you play in Tetris I, I wonder if it sounds like Tetris everywhere you go in Russia.
2: <laughs> uh, that's that's how I think of it.
0: <laughs> uh from the Russian state's perspective, Jehovah's Witnesses are completely separate. Uh they don't get involved in politics, but this is a self is a sp- suspicious political deviation. The idea of an independent and public religious activity that is completely outside the control of and is indifferent to the state. Uh sets all sort of alarm bells ringing in the Orthodox Church and in security services so they're mainly butthurt that the the j-dubs don't want to answer to the government and they don't want to answer to uh, a higher a higher like um what the hell do you want it's like they they don't have a hq like we do here with the mormon church mm-hmm. i mean j-dubs do, definitely do have their leadership but i don't think the ones so far removed over in this podunk ass area of north moscow are, are really I don't think they're going to be trying to overthrow anything at any time. No, here,
2: so. <laughs> no, there's, there's no, no overthrow
0: planned. And ap- apparently uh, a lot of people believe that they're being targeted because they are an easy target and really, really, they, well, yeah, because they don't vote. And if they don't vote, nobody's going to be losing any votes by attacking them. So. hmm. So when are we going to start doing this in America? Because apparently we like to copy Russia on everything that we do these days. How about... Go ahead, Mr. Trump. Go ahead and start... You know, I heard terrible, horrible things about these Jehovah's Witnesses. Have you heard about them, people? <laughs> <laughs> Just like teaching us about Susan B. Anthony. Just amazing.
2: Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, God, that was painful.
0: That's our president, that, guys.
2: Yeah. That was...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so to finish out the story here, Mr. C-Vac, uh preparing for yet another trial because apparently he's gone through a few for this, he says, "I'm not a terrorist, but all I ever wanted to do to get was get people to pay attention to the Bible," and that's that. In my opinion, sir, that makes you a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. It just makes you an asshole.
1: This, this to us, is something that we're not going to give up on because we're not going to give up on destroying the healthcare system for the American people.
0: Paul Ryan recently uh, was caught on on audio and and video too i believe but i heard the audio for it saying that he hasn't he's not going to stop trying to destroy the america's healthcare system there was no (laughs) statement that came out afterward apologizing or saying that it was a gaffe or anything like that it just he just came out and said it and kind of stood by it and since he pulled uh the trump care bill the gop care whatever the fuck they want to call it they pulled it before it, it got the votes that it needed for it to actually go down as a dumpster fire of a bill. Uh, they're now working on changing a few things around because it wasn't cruel enough for the Freedom Caucus to, to vote for it. So it needs mm-hmm. to be even meaner before the, the GOP will actually accept it. And that, that's where we are <laughs> right now as a country. In, in 2017, we're, we are how hard can we fuck our neighbor? How hard can we possibly fuck these people for every penny that they have? well uh, until they
2: uh until they give up, I guess
0: so on monday morning uh they've started to lay out some of the uh details about the new version of the repeal and replace bill for obamacare uh and they're they're saying that one of the main planks is that it would let states decide for themselves whether to require insurers to cover essential health benefits uh. And it's also saying that it's going to jettison a rule that prohibits insurance companies from charging different prices to individuals who are the same age. Mm. You shouldn't pay... Somebody that's the same age but has cancer should not pay eight times as much for an aspirin as somebody that's just coming in for, you know, a normal checkup kind of thing.
2: Yeah, no. They
0: they shouldn't be allowed to do that. And you should not leave it up to the states whether it you know certain health benefits are considered essential or not because you have certain states out there like you know wonderful ass utah where we're gonna go yeah nothing's essential we're not gonna have any of these because we're gonna li- leave it up to your insurance companies and the people in the free market we're gonna let the free market decide unless we're talking about yeah. something else and the next news item that we're gonna bring up <laughs> but oh okay <sighs> yeah so if these two changes became law the the two important consequences would result. First, by eliminating essential health care benefits like emergency services and chronic disease management, patients who can afford insurance may still not receive the services they require. In addition, although insurers will still be barred from denying coverage for people with pre-existing conditions, the loss of community rating, which requires companies to charge the same rate to everyone of a certain age group, would increase premiums for people who have had previous medical problems. So, they're not going to be able to remove the whole um, pre-existing conditions thing, but what they're going to be doing is charging you out the asshole if you have mm-hmm. a pre-existing condition, because they'll be like, oh, you're a high-risk pool. You guys remember high-risk pools, don't you? I remember certain people that I knew that if they didn't have TRICARE with, a, with the federal government or you know with a, the, the fact that they were in the military, they would have been paying a lot of fucking money for some of the operations they were going in. And people out there that were in high-risk pools paying... Oh, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars a month, and once the an ACA came out, it got dropped down to like four or five hundred or something like that. Yeah, it was about it was about something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so in other words, uh, someone with a terminal illness might receive an insurance plan that won't allow them to afford the treatment he or she requires to survive, and someone with a pre-existing condition could still be priced out of insurance that he or she needs. So, yeah, let's go ahead and leave that up to states. That that's really going to work, guys. That that's the kind and compassionate GOP that we all know and love, isn't it?
2: Well,
0: yeah. I
2: mean, we know, but...
0: And Paul Ryan's just love, gonna be he's gonna be smiling that shitty, shit-eating grin smile that he has all the <sighs> way through too. That's that's what pisses me off the most is that he knows he's fucking people over but yeah, he's still like, hi I fucked your mom <laughs>
1: I noticed it on the computer this morning. Look here this is the smug over South Park it's getting bigger and gaining strength. This smug? The smug is getting so massive that it's moving west and fusing with the San Francisco smug. Here, these two smug clouds are combining, fueling each other.
0: Were any of you guys hoping to pick up a Tesla in downtown Salt Lake City? Um, you, better be, yeah. you better be expecting to buy it used, because that's the only license Mother to sell. Uh, yeah, because uh, the Tesla's uh, um, car dealership that they set up downtown Salt Lake... Uh, they're actually not allowed to sell you any brand new Teslas there because
3: mm-hmm.
0: you're, for these weird archaic laws that we have in this state where it's like antitrust kind of stuff, which is, doesn't make any sense to me that, you know, I, I understand the price setting and stuff that they had in the past, but the problem is, is that when you're talking about selling a car from a factory, from somebody that makes the car, and selling it directly to the public, you know, like how we do with every other piece of electronics and just about everything else that we have in the world. I mean, yes, you do have to buy certain stuff from retailers. Not everything, though. I mean, I could go to certain like video game. Co- I can go to Microsoft.com and buy an Xbox. I don't have to go to fucking Best Buy to go pick it up. I don't have to do any of this. shit. I don't even have to go to Amazon. I could buy it directly from a Microsoft store. Do so mm-hmm. I have a problem with that? Right, if you I, wanted to, I, I go right. to the I go to the Apple store to buy my Apple products. So, but I'm sure people have problems with that either way. Uh, the thing is. They built this car dealership in downtown Salt Lake, working with the legislature, saying, uh, you guys are going to make it so we can actually sell these cars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bring your business here. Just bring your business here. We're going to make it so you guys can sell cars. <laughs> uh, they can't sell cars. And no, they took it all no the way can. to the Utah Supreme Court. And doing what the Supreme Court is supposed to be doing, which is ruling on the law that's in the books,
3: mm-hmm.
0: there was a, it was unanimous. It was five to nothing. That the yeah. they upheld the law that prohibits electric automaker Tesla Motors from selling cars through a subsidiary to Utah consumers. So, they opened a store here, sought licenses to sell, and they still can't get them. Yeah,
2: but they do have a license. They do have a license to sell used, which so they is, can sell a used car, er, but
0: not a new one. And they're the. It makes no sense it, the the laws were. Written by people in the legislature that were bought by people that own car dealerships because mm-hmm. they really enjoy all of that delicious markup that they get to have off of every car that they sell like don't don't get it twisted people when you go to a car dealership to buy a car they the game is rigged it's it's rigged to their favor you know they're going to be making a lot of money off that. You don't have these giant fucking plots of land and giant buildings and all this inventory on hand. Unless they had the money to pay for it up front. And so these guys are, you know, if you're buying a $20,000 car, they're going to be making about 3000 bucks off of each sale that they have there because they have to pay their mm-hmm. employees. They got to pay for the rent. They got to pay for all the other stuff there. So what Tesla wanted to do is they're like, yeah, fuck having middlemen. We're not going to do that. We're going to sell it directly to the public and pass the savings on to people. Mm, nope. The Utah yeah, Utah businesses not. don't want that apparently
2: yay so, pro business yeah this yay, is a supposed to be so pro business
0: so pro business in the state that you now have to drive somewhere else to go pick one up which fine by me i'll go to uh what state is it that doesn't have sales tax oh yeah oregon <laughs> <laughs> i'll go to oregon and I buy mean, one. hey
2: that's it that's something that you know hey that that might be worth it
0: except you sales know sales
2: tax on a car is a bitch
0: except they'll probably have you uh i think they have it at the dmv here where They'll ask you what you if you want to get a registered, you have to say how much was the car? And then they're like, Okay, uh, well now okay. we're gonna charge you tax on it. So fuck you state legislature. <laughs> Pro business.
2: They're we- picking the flaws out of
0: this man that God has chosen.
1: Right. And you don't look for a perfect person. They're- you look for the one God's chosen.
0: So we all know Donald Trump. You you can't you can't escape the guy in the United States right now. Yeah, unfortunately. Well we've tried. Evangelical leaders fucking love this guy. For for some god awful reason they love this man. It's because I think they they were the they were the reason that he got elected you know, besides, you know, Russia involvement and all that other fun stuff. So Mary Colbert <clears throat> is uh somebody who thinks that if you're talking you're you're if you're talking shit on Trump, you're inviting misfortune upon yourself and your succeeding generations of your family. So Mary That's wants, how it works. Mary wants to let us know. It, it's like the whole, you know, if you get a cow a cow with spots fucking near a uh, cow with stripes, it's going to make like a a different design. It's The Bible has some weird oh, shit in there shit. like that.
2: Yeah, it really does.
0: So she says that it's not that Donald Trump is, uh, that all, uh, is all that perfect of a guy. We all know he's not. And we know that he's not necessarily perfect in every way that he, we would like. That's not how God works. He works through the ones that he chooses. We don't choose them. No, in fact, that's exactly what we do when we elect people. We we choose mm-hmm. them. And this big dick swagger Donald Trump guy coming in thinking that he's got fucking political capital even though he lost by 3 million votes, you know, one of the biggest margin of loss when it comes to the guy that that actually walked away with it. You know, we're not talking like um we're not talking uh, Bush versus uh, Kerry. Not Kerry. What the fuck am I thinking? Uh, Bush versus Gore, where he lost by like, oh, yeah. a much slimmer margin. We're talking three million. That's that's quite a chunk yeah. of people. you know. Especially when you talk about how many people actually vote in this country. So she says, uh, this is Mary Colbert continuing, she says, all we have to do is recognize them, and when you recognize a chosen one... Oh my god, we're calling him the chosen one now? Are we?
2: Really? Are they? <laughs> oh my... God. No. Mm mother fuckers
0: and you have the you have the discernment to know that they've been chosen and know that it's the will of god then your life will be blessed if you come Mm -hmm. against the chosen one of god you are bringing upon you and your children and your children's children curses like you have never seen it puts a holy fear in me (laughs) so for a fellow evangelical christian guy by the name of kenneth copeland we've talked about him a couple times here before Uh, Wants to echo what she has to say. And he says, if Christians don't support Trump, they are risking the wrath of God. Trump has been chosen by God. And by rejecting him, they are rejecting God. And the the last line here ties it all together perfectly. They could be punished with barrenness, poverty, or even having a gay child.
3: (laughs) Mother...
2: <laughs> I know, god right? Damn it! Wow, man! I, I am, I'm sorry. There, not Where's to, to describe
0: the the the, the, the seething hatred? Contempt. Oh
2: my god!
0: Uh, what? the f- I love how they they, they jump off with barrenness. Like you know, having kids is the most goddamn important thing you could possibly yeah. do as a Christian. And we oh, we talked about yeah, in the break there.
2: What we have to, do to get barren. Really? Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs>
0: Be like, we can get that straight off the start. Fuck yes. Uh, poverty. Okay. Well, you know, most everybody's poverty stricken right now. I mean, according mm-hmm. to the third world, we're doing really good. But as far as American <laughs> standard is, we're like, man, I'm yeah. I'm like paycheck no, to is, paycheck. Yeah, though,
2: they're talk- they're talking about American poverty, which you're still okay.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: you're 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 probably not going to die.
0: But finishing it up with or having a gay child. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's that is superbly fucked up. I mean, like, who? Maybe I've been out of the loop in the Christianity thing for too long, or been away from the Bible Belt too long to 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 realize that people actually think this way. Still, so that they're, they're like, oh, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to your families. You have one of them faggot kids. It's like, what? Ugh. What? Like, I. And I'm not saying it because like I'm like oh I want to, I want this badge of honor or anything like that but I have 3 girls and I hope at least one of them is gay so that or <laughs> yeah that's the right term you don't have to say lesbian because gay is gay but anyway I'm hoping one of them yeah. is because that's one less pregnancy I have to worry about and I'm going to do my best to teach them like sex ed and everything but but even people like me who know all this sex ed stuff and everything fuck up from time to time <laughs> and Da babies happen you know and I don't want that to happen for them because it's a it's a stifling strike on like what's going to happen for the rest of your life and I'm not saying that because I lament having kids or anything like that it's just I realize that once that happens that's your life <laughs> and for something like that that to happen when they're 14 but fuck these people man like having a gay kid is a terrible thing fuck you guys
2: yeah How many gay kids do you think they have?
0: Uh, I think they, I think the the way the one guy looks,
2: statistically, they've got to have at least a few.
0: The Kenneth Copeland guy, he is so well quaffed that he looks like he would be like he would date Barry Manilow. He's got the plastic surgery, the, the steely blue eyes and the perfectly done hair and nice tailored suits. Like, I'm not saying you have to be gay to have those things, but, you know, when.
2: No, you don't. You don't. You know, you don't have to be gay to have those things. But, you know, this guy has, yeah, this guy's so far into the closet. He installed a, a <laughs> shower douche.
0: My favorite one is when you guys said he found Narnia. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> <laughs> He's so far back there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to ask Mr. Tumnus for some help.
2: <laughs> he went in to get dressed and he comes out with a fucking tray of Turkish delight. The fuck? Mm.
0: Fuck, I love Turkish Delight. Hey, uh, all of our Canadian (laughs) listeners, if you send me a big Turk candy bar, I will love you for the rest of my life.
1: (laughs) Hold this, Kurt. Behold the atheist's nightmare. Now, if you study a well-made banana, you'll find on the far side, there are three ridges. On the close side, two ridges. If you get your hand ready to grip a banana, you'll find on the far side, there are three grooves. On the close side, two grooves. The banana and the hand are perfectly made one for the other. You'll find the maker of the banana, Almighty God, has made it with a non-slip
0: surface. I would call him our good buddy Kirk Cameron, but that'd be just a straight-up lie. I, he he has no idea that we even exist, and he—it's probably all for the better because he probably would clutch his ears, run screaming out for mommy when he hear some of the stuff we said. But he—he's one of those guys that used to say. I was an atheist until something, you know, until. No,
2: you weren't.
0: No, you just you would just want it. You're the one of those guys that likes to say I would. Uh, atheists just like to rebel. They just want to go out and sin. No, mm-hmm. no, that's not true at all. I mean, I do like I was sin. One I of you. I do enjoy sin quite a bit, but. Okay, so Kirk no, Cameron. I have
2: no idea. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> uh, he says that he is going to be hosting. A, uh, a show called the National Bible Bee Game Show. And it's going to be a... Uh. It, it, the premiere of it was, I think, earlier this week on uh, the April 4th, and you could probably find it out there somewhere. I don't know why you would even want to look this up. But it's going to be a 30-episode series in which 72 young people, ranging from 7 years old to 18 years old, compete for a quarter million dollars in prize money by regurgitating memorized bible verses and answering trivia questions
2: oh god an atheist would clean up on that show as him
0: as Hemant meta here puts it he's like it's like the spelling bee but with fewer brown people <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> clever <laughs> okay so from each age division the top three percent of contestants compete in bracket style scripture knowledge tournaments In preparation, young people commit to memory up to 840 verses from the Bible in just 90 days prior to competition.
2: Yeah, that's not really that hard. I was
0: going to say, that's not hard. I've memorized plays that are longer than 840 lines. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And we had that to do in like, oh, the scripts just got here. Uh, When are we going on live? Oh, four weeks from now? Oh, fuck. Well, i guess i'm reading this thing 27 you need, times you a need, day you need to do this and you need to have an. Uh, you need to understudy this guy's lines and you need well if, if anybody's ever done um any kind of acting like stage acting mm-hmm. you have to know the lines that precede yours and go after yours. you pretty much have to know yeah. every fucking line of the story so that when bozo mcfucknuts the the main actor and you're just a supporting character when he forgets his line you have to go Let me chip in and give you a hint about what you should be saying so everybody can get the engine going again, you fucking hack. Okay, so there is something special that happens when young people commit the Bible to memory, says Steve Green, chairman of Museum of the Bible, which is going to be opening in November in Washington, D.C. We have a Museum of the Bible opening in D.C. I hope it's a fucking broom closet. Be like, here's an old book, (laughs) but it's not going to be because it's going to have a lot of. A lot of money thrown at it, I'm sure. It. I'm sure. They're going to uh, have
2: replicas of everything.
0: So according to Facebook, there are more than 1.9 billion people active there every month on the Facebook platform. And this will be the first ever television series to broadcast on Facebook Live. Oh, so that's where they're hosting. It's just Facebook Live uh, videos. Oh, so your production costs are well, really cheap. Shit. then, so <laughs> uh, And this is uh, Bobby Downs, CEO of christiancinema.com where you know all the movies Mm -hmm. are terrible (laughs) they're just all of them suck terrible is being pretty charitable but they're profitable though i've 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 actually thought about writing writing christian screenplays crazy i have thought about writing christian screenplays because it can't it can't be that fucking hard
2: (laughs) (laughs) well no all you have to do is be you know incredibly intellectually dishonest
0: but oh yeah that's the problem We'd clean yeah. up, we'd clean up if we found God and we went right wing. You know we would.
2: <laughs> well, no, we'd clean up if we just, you know, abandoned all sense of ethics.
0: <laughs> if we quit being who we actually and- are. <laughs> <laughs> so they they want to say that Facebook Live is the future of television. Uh, no. <laughs> no. It allows us to choose our audience, pick the airtime, and most importantly, engage with the viewers as they watch this incredibly inspiring competition. Over the span of this show, we anticipate 30 million people will tune in, and for those who miss an episode, a season pass or individual episodes can be purchased on demand at ChristianCinema.com. Thanks for letting Ah. me do a commercial for you, goddammit. Okay, so... There's a little bit of over enthusiasm about the show being on Facebook Live, as if they seriously like rejected offers from other traditional cable outlets or anything. Like if if you had a choice, cable outlet would
2: would give these guys a a slot, not unless it was a specific, you know, like seven hundred or nine hundred or twelve hundred club, whatever the (laughs) number
0: they're on. I can't
2: remember. I can't remember what number they're on. How bad is that?
0: so there's a there's a panel of judges which if it's a trivia competition that makes no sense because answers aren't subjective i mean honestly well these ones are yeah exactly but i mean but you don't see alex trebek tripping over like you know having to go to a panel and ask is that the right is that the right question for this answer is that the no no Uh,
2: no, but but you know oh that's a bad analogy because jeopardy actually does have a panel of judges
0: yeah but it's like oh yeah he does go judges (laughs) but that's only when it's like one word off you know it's where it's like uh you know
2: yeah that's when it's uh you know close when something is up for yeah up for debate which is it's rare I i can't really say it's rare it happens maybe once every other episode
0: and what I, what I especially love about this whole thing is that they're making these kids like memorize all this stuff. Like that's a good way of teaching lessons from this book to these kids. That's not a way to teach them anything. That's just you making them Mm -hmm. regurgitate shit that you're putting in front of them. It's, it's not actually going, they're not actually going to learn anything from it. They're just memorizing it. Like I've memorized Mm -hmm. a lot of shit over my days, you know, lots of Kevin Smith lines, lots of Monty Python lines and stuff (laughs) like that. I, I've memorized a lot of that stuff. It's not going to do me any fucking good unless I actually learned a lesson from it, which, you know, learning the whole King Arthur versus Dennis, you know, the whole plot to that thing makes sense nowadays because we have Trump as president. And I, I can circle it around to Trump every fucking article we talk about. So. Uh, so what if there was a Facebook live show where it was. um. What if they did? What if atheists did the same thing? I think that would be funny to do that. Or how about what if there was a Koran version of this? Uh, th- just imagine the death threats they'd be getting because of that.
2: Oh god, the Cor- Well, you know, it wouldn't be really that bad. I, the, the Koran one would bomb.
0: <laughs> ah! <laughs> you see, see what I did there? Yeah, I I, the I appreciate your jokes, Kyle. I do. I do. <laughs> I I listen to you. A- I listened to oh, you on a- um on <laughs> well, uh, what is it a uh, uh, Nerd Dome podcast and the, you they, you set up <laughs> a perfect Gary Oldman joke that nobody appreciated. I
2: know I was so <laughs> pissed about that.
0: Be like, did none of you watch Leon? Did none of you see that movie <laughs> Inside Baseball? Plenty of inside baseball here guys. <laughs> uh, I've
1: been a member of this committee for many years. And I have never seen anything as disgraceful and outrageous and despicable
2: as the last demonstration that just took place. Get out of here, you low life scum.
0: So everybody likes to tout that the Pope is a different Pope because he's like uh, he 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 does all this wonderful PR stuff out there where, you know, oh, he's not that bad of a guy. That's kind of how I feel about uh, John McCain. I, I actually liked John McCain the, before he ran in uh, what 2008? Yeah, it was 2008. Yes,
2: 2008. I, I kind of liked him. He, yeah, before Palin rubbed off on him.
0: No, uh, before which,
2: the which doesn't sound as pleasant as uh
0: Before he had the horrible stench of the GOP just rubbed all over mm-hmm. him, like before he he had the cloak mm-hmm. completely pulled over him, which is kind of hard for a guy that can't reach up above to. Do it. <laughs> I can't. I mean, honestly, no, I'm just no, saying. It's not when's getting, the it's when's not the getting
2: the cloak on? That's a problem. It's getting it off.
0: Oh yeah, because he can't reach up, to pull
2: it. Forward. Yeah, there's there a reason he doesn't wear hats.
0: <laughs> there's a reason everything he has has buttons. Uh, he can't put on. <laughs> he hasn't worn a T-shirt in like 40 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he probably has see? a machine, a Wallace and uh, Gromit machine, to get him dressed in the morning. <laughs> I'd love to.
2: I'd love to see what. I'd love to see what the fights with his wife, the arguments with his wife. I wonder. I wonder. I'd really love to see how those end up. Where she like takes all the remotes for the TVs
0: <laughs> and puts them on top of the entertainment <laughs> center, <laughs>
2: puts them on the top shelf. Uh, like not even on the top shelf; they're just like right here.
0: He, just, he can't even properly defend oh. himself, like from overhead blows <laughs> that are coming. It's like if you want to just bypass his defense, just hook above, just come down. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh I feel my god. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, war hero. Yes, he was tortured by the Vietnamese yeah. and everything. But the the thing is, you've also been in office for a really, really long time.
2: A really <laughs> long time, and you have you have done and said some shit that has really made us not respect you so much anymore.
0: So, like uh, like right okay. now, where the uh, the the Senate Democrats are filibustering Gorsuch right now. They're trying to at least. And so we've been hearing about Mitch McConnell, the turtle talking about the, the nuclear option they're planning on doing to make it so you only have to have simple, simple majority to over, to, to get things passed nowadays. And that's going to be pretty much everything that they try to push across nowadays. So it's, it's essentially going to make it so we have no voice in the Senate, no voice in the House, no voice in, you know, state governments and stuff. So it's going to be a very huge tide of red. So, Mm -hmm. so McCain is actually against it he's saying we're in a terrible place my colleagues should understand this is a historic moment if we move forward with it he says uh and that we warned the democrats we would not be in control of the white house or senate forever we would come to regret their actions and we would be when we were right the actions come back to haunt them i believe our actions will haunt us as well saying because we the democrats did kind of a nuclear option it's not the exact same thing where they, they changed the rules a little bit because they were blocking every single appointment that Obama was trying to make. We're talking yeah. to his cabinet, we're talking to, to federal courts and everything. I mean, Obama left the office with hundreds of federal court positions that were unfilled because they were not going to have hearings on it, and it, they also didn't allow it to happen yeah. with Merrick Garland. So they want to talk about, you know, a whole bunch of these things that were not allowed to happen, as opposed to the very first guy that these guy mm-hmm. that the GOP brings up to replace the Supreme Court.
2: So the interesting you
0: know, I, thing, yeah, go ahead. I kind
2: of, I kind, I kind of hope, I kind of hope, I kind of hope they go that direction, and then they don't get the votes.
0: Yeah, and so what, I,
2: that that would be delicious.
0: Well, I don't think it's going to happen because, as we're seeing right here with this quote that I have, that john mccain even though he's against it uh that he says that we're going to regret doing this he's planning to back it anyway because he says right here Mm -hmm. i find myself torn between protecting the traditions and practices of the senate and the importance of having a full complement of justices on the supreme court i am left with no choice sure
2: where was that uh, semblance of backbone uh, mm, with mary garland you know
0: (laughs) Ten months ago. Yeah, I, I will vote to change the rules and allow Judge Gorsuch to be confirmed by a simple majority. So <laughs> this is going to backfire horribly, I think. If the mm-hmm. if the the DNC can get off their ass and you know actually put up some decent candidates in states, I mean we're seeing fundraising levels that are just outstanding for DNC locals and stuff. Yeah, but if we can actually get them to take the majority of the seats back in twenty eighteen and actually have a candidate run in 2020 that's actually going to be a um a populist candidate i mean i'm this is assuming that nothing happens with trump and i don't i don't think that's going to happen i think there's too much in the wings already going on especially facing what's happening with steve bannon this week uh that there's going to be something that drops the other shoe is going to fall here pretty soon but i'm saying if even if we had to wait till 2020 it's this country is going to turn unbelievably blue at that point At least the the major population centers will, because they're going to be like, wow, we can't ever possibly vote for a Donald Trump ever again. You need you need a Richard Nixon and a Donald Trump every once in a while to make the world go, whoa, let me slow the fuck down. Let me let me go. It actually helps for me to vote, which is what we kind of need. So. Uh, he didn't explain why he thought that leaving the court vacant last year was less important, but concluded that he'd be back. He'd back the nuclear option with great reluctance because not not because I have any doubts that George Gorsuch will be an excellent justice, but because the, of the further and perhaps irreparable damage that it will do to the United States Senate. So you guys do this nuclear option, and then once we meet, once we have the majority, and we see any kind of resistance, we're just going to do the same goddamn thing. And mm-hmm. at that point, we're gonna do free education. We're gonna do universal healthcare. We're gonna do all of these things that are just gonna. You, we're gonna give to the people. And the minute you try to take them away, they're gonna fucking turn on you like a motherfucker. So, so interesting time to be alive here, Kyle. It's just a
2: a little bit. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. It just uh, sucks.
0: We gotta wait like three more years for like it a- to God. normalize again. If it does, uh-huh. if we if. <laughs> God, damn, three. We're gonna be like episode four hundred by then.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the next election, two years, the midterms. That's gonna be. That's gonna be some interesting shit.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll be right around episode two hundred when we start talking about more about the midterms. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, midterms will be next year, so one hundred and fifty.
2: <laughs> they're they're starting to ramp up already. They're they're starting to roll.
0: Well, we do have, have a. a we do have a president that started campaigning the like the minute that he finished the inauguration, you know, so mm-hmm. we have officially gone beyond the pale and it's just going to it's just going to keep getting there. Keep getting was worse. That
2: pa- was that a pale? Can- that, was, that was Palin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can see Alaska from here. Written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy. You got to see this guy. Oh, uh, I don't know what I said. Ah, uh, I don't remember.
1: He's going like I don't remember. I, oh, maybe that's what I said. This is 14 years ago. He still—they didn't do a retraction.
0: It is the Trump roundup for the second week of of April. I'm not going to put a date to it because we are recording this a little bit early. I didn't get a chance to get the the one liner from Vice and stuff, but it has been an interesting week already because Donald Trump has a—he's uh, officially kicked Steve Bannon off of his uh the um what the hell is the name of the 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 group the nsc
2: the national security Security
0: council Council. so Mm -hmm. that's pretty goddamn interesting because from what i've been reading a lot of lot on is because not only because you know uh more shit's going down with with steve bannon than we don't know officially and it's funny that we did that um i did we did the deep end and the deep state you know where we talked about steve bannon and all that and the the shit's going down and i read somewhere that one of the main reasons trump uh got rid of him is because he didn't like sharing the limelight with bannon he didn't like i
2: i don't i don't disbelieve that but all right who is i it's impossible to it's impossible to nail down or even identify motives for this guy we don't I mean, no idea, no he, way to know what the hell he's thinking or why he's doing the things he's did. He, uh, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing for sure: he didn't write that order. There's <laughs> no. no way in hell. I I read it. That's not he didn't write that. He can't put words together in <laughs> that order. <laughs>
0: So apparently uh, a New York Times report was published today uh, that Bannon at one point threatened to quit if the change was executed. He threatened to, but he hasn't, though. (laughs) So he's been removed from the (laughs) National Security Council, but he didn't do anything about it because that's how these guys roll. They, They bluster a lot. Oh, man. Uh, Rick Perry is apparently taking a bigger role nowadays. too. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, that's not really surprising. The secretary of energy was always involved in the,
0: the NSC. I know, but it's Rick Perry. It's Rick motherfucking Perry
2: guys. (laughs) Well, just. (laughs) He's the guy (laughs) in charge of our fucking. Oh my God. (laughs) He's in charge of the nuclear weapons. It it, isn't a. Hmm
0: that department of energy would be like how uh uh wait let's see we do department of energy that means we uh we we talk about coal power plants right you're like "Mm, not only (laughs) sir
2: (laughs) that's a a very small part of it sir
0: let's see the uh the urging of lieutenant general herbert r mcmaster who uh, will replace the scandal-ridden michael flynn uh, mm-hmm. Trump has reinstated the status of the National Intelligence Director and Joint Chiefs Chairman to the NSC. Good enough for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Breitbart News apparently is trying to spin it, saying that uh, Bannon was headed off of the council before uh, w- before this whole order came down, saying that Steve Bannon leaves National Security Council after Susan Rice takedown. And Susan Rice is a non-story being brought up by no. the GOP. Yeah. So. So Susan Rice, opera, opera, this is a terrible word. Who wrote this? Operationalized. That's Breitbart for you. That's not mm-hmm. a word. <laughs> Operationalized the NSC during the last administration. I was put on to ensure that it was de-operationalized. God damn it. This is Steve Bannon that said that. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that that's was in charge. not. So he... He still remains, uh one of Trump's most steadfast. What, what do you want to call him? Um, chief strategist. Yeah, that's what that. That's the that's the title yeah. that he gave himself when he joined up. But uh, we're going to move on from Steve Bannon and talk about how uh, he's uh, essentially blaming Obama for the Syrian gas attack that happened. Of course, he is. And this came from the the office of the press secretary of the White House. It says for immediate release. Statement from President Donald Trump. Today's chemical attack in Syria against innocent people, including women and children, is reprehensible and cannot be ignored by the civilized world. The heinous actions by Bashar al-Assad regime are a consequence of the past administration's weakness and irresolution. The President Obama said in 2012 that he would establish a red line against the use of chemical weapons and then did nothing. And the United States stands with our allies across the globe to condemn this intolerable attack. How about some condolences for the people that have died? How about, you know... that
2: would be nice. That'd be nice.
0: How about recognizing that you haven't done anything about Syria this whole time, except for, you know, trying to ban people from leaving?
2: Yeah. I'm kidding. Nope. Can't have any of them Syrian people. Now, how about why don't we just completely ignore the fact that the uh, Obama administration uh, did managed to broker a deal with you, the united nations uh to get all the chemical weapons out of syria
0: no oh, they must have missed a couple
2: <laughs> they may have missed a couple or they managed uh, they, to get a hold of a couple more but it's been you know, a six
0: year civil war so i'm sure they could have made some by now
2: they could have very well made some made some yeah but it, so maybe focus on of course he's not going to focus on hey they got rid of their chemical weapons now they've got more where did they come from?
0: Nope. No. Let's nope. not He's,
2: focus on that. At let's all.
0: blame Obama for not doing anything. Even though he did mm. stuff. He did a lot. Right. He did plenty.
2: Right. The, prob- case, the problem the problem is in and- case you forget. Just in case you just in case people forget, the president could not get congressional support for military intervention in Syria.
0: And who was in could charge not. of Congress at that time? Hmm.
2: Yeah. Hmm. He, could, he could not get it. He did not have the support for it, and he was not willing to make that unilateral move to do that, because that that would just be, that would be a very uh, reckless thing to do without the support of, of Congress.
0: So what you're telling me is that the GOP willfully played with people's lives in order for political expediency? Hmm. No, Where have I heard that? that before? I mean, it doesn't even have to be Syrian lives they do that with, and they're doing that here with
2: Americans,
0: <laughs> motherfuckers.
2: They have, yeah, they have no qualms whatsoever about doing that. They don't care.
0: Uh, let's see. How about ISIS? Let's talk about ISIS real quick. They <laughs> they have come out in a um, an official statement, and ISIS has spoken in a dir- uh, an official statement directed towards President Donald Trump. Uh the spokesman Abi Al Hassan Al Muha Muhajir, her, her, her I don't know said the United States is being run by an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh
0: the spokesman said America You know,
2: I don't I don't often agree with ISIS.
0: Yeah. And that, that that's kind of scared me a little <laughs> bit here is that I'm like, wow, you you agree with us on this. It's like America, you have uh-huh. drowned and there is no savior and you have become prey for the soldiers of the caliphate in every part of the earth. You know, this is just me just making jack oh, off yeah. noises to yeah. the camera here. Mm-hmm. You are bankrupt and the signs of your demise are evident to every eye. More and they me. lost me. Yeah, you but, lost me there. because You should
2: have just s- stop after that first sentence.
0: Yeah, if you just That's wanted to it. stop there and be like, right President, it, it if you would have just stopped <laughs> that whole line right there and be like, oh, okay, the president trump is an idiot okay i think you would do well for your pr if you just did that i mean because everybody all the, the <laughs> rising tide rises all these boats and he like he trump's doing amazing things for comedians out there he's doing great stuff for political podcasts like us and everything uh let's see but according to isis uh since trump is an idiot he doesn't even know geography and they're not too worried <laughs> and it says here there is no more evidence than the fact that you are being run by an idiot who does not know what Syria or Iraq or Islam is. So I I, I don't know this, how they this know. This is true. I, I I honestly think to be president, you do have to fill out a map of the United States, you know, telling everybody what state is where, <laughs> because you should at least know the country that you're running. I mean, call me crazy. I don't know. uh Yeah. Let's see, what else do we have on Mr. Trump? Oh, here, here's a good one. Uh, he declared April as the Sexual Assault Awareness Month. You know, I mean, it's, it's not... He didn't <laughs> declare this. I think it was a thing that it was already existing. And he kicks it off by defending Bill O'Reilly, who is going through a boycott, you know, uh, from a lot of companies out there, not wanting to support him anymore because he's a sexist motherfucker. And we've mm-hmm. known this for... 15 years Ow.
2: now? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Even when he was on Extra, you know, we already... Okay, so what, what happened yeah. is that um, in an interview with the New York Times this Wednesday, Trump defended Bill O'Reilly after the Times reported that O'Reilly or Fox News has paid five women a total of about $13 million to settle claims of sexual harassment or inappropriate behavior over the years. And then Trump says uh, this quote here, he's like, I think he's a good person. I know well, he is a good person. and the, only the way that this president can talk. Only, you, you, yeah. let me let me do A you B B, B A B B B B A. <laughs> I don't think he. Sh- I think he shouldn't have settled. Personally, I don't think he should have. He shouldn't have settled. It's me quoting this shit uh, because you should have taken it all the way. I don't think Bill did anything wrong. He said. It's very sad because he's a very good person. I've always found him to be just a very, very good person. Stop saying very. You're making the rest of the world go, you are adult. dolt.
2: <laughs> he has you, never. This is a man who has never managed
0: to make it all the way through
2: Dead Poet Society.
0: Clearly. The man thinks that thesaurus is a fucking type of dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, by the way, a very, very talented person uh look what he has done so i feel badly (laughs) i feel badly
3: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you know instead of you know
0: using your time on you on in uh, in an interview with the new york times not to talk about you know how your wall is going to be built how you know, you're going to bring infrastructure things back to the United States. all of these other things you could be talking about as president that you should be talking about as president. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're defending Bill O'Reilly because he's one of your favorite Fox News presenters.
2: Yeah. He's always been very nice to me.
0: Which it always brings me back to, you know, people that defend other shows just because I've always liked these people. I've always liked. Yeah, them. it's like, no, you shouldn't defend somebody just because you, mm-hmm. you're a bias that you like them, you know? You can enjoy people, but you also have to realize sometimes that they are, may not be the best mouthpiece for the the, the information that you're receiving.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but then we can just go down that long platform of no platforming and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I I I I hope that what's his, that Bill O'Reilly finally fucking is going to meet his maker on this one. I honestly can't wait for the guy to get out of here. <laughs> but that's me. I, I I hate Bill O'Reilly. I've always hated him. Tide goes in, tide goes out you can't explain that as he said that to dave fucking silverman yeah (laughs) idiot um there's a lot more trump stuff i'm sure we could bring up uh Mm -hmm. arnold schwarzenegger hates that trump trump's budget because it's robbing children um people are daring him to declassify their surveillance documents which is not going to happen because you know it's Mm -hmm. not on his side oh here's a interesting article from uh from the hill where Trump says to the CNN boss, I always find a way to get even. This is not how an American president should be talking to anybody. (laughs) Send it through the back channels and stuff like that, saying, hey, stop this shit. But you don't go out on national television and be like, I always find a way to get even. I will fuck you. (laughs) We have President Camacho. We really do. We are living in idiocracy right now, and it scares the living shit out of me. Okay, so that does it for this week's current events. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode coming out on Wednesday, which is going to be our weekly features show. Before we completely wrap up this section, I, of course, have to give the biggest thanks to all of the amazing patrons who support us each week. So many thanks go out to our sustaining patrons, Angelica Pearson, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, Mike, and Darcy Bowman for all the help and love that you've shared with us over the days. Uh, but an extra large pile of love and respect goes to Marissa McCool for being our number one patron. Thank you so much, Riss. If you wish to support the work that we do each week, please make sure you go to patreon.com slash Outcasts. However, money isn't the only way to get our attention. If you don't have the budget, a quick review or subscribe on whatever you catch us on helps a ton, and we'll make sure to give you your due praise. Uh, we got a couple of new people following us on YouTube, but I couldn't see who you were, so I appreciate the uh, the subscribe. And on Twitter, we have a handful of new people. Let me bring up my giant list that I've got here. I've got Chuck Bluestein, good old boys. Uh we have Harjinder S. Couragey. I can't I'm gonna butcher your name. I'm not even gonna try, man. Uh we have Reason Revolution. Gray Orin Woodward Parasi. Uh let's see, Russ Howe PTI, and I think think that's about it for this week we have resist city and busy with seo getting some weird seo people following us lately probably bots who cares uh let's see what else do we have we had a handful of new people on facebook and uh the instagram thing has taken off pretty well so go ahead and check us out there we're posting stuff every just about every day uh we did get a review in from a fellow podcaster called uh they call themselves Co potter and they're in germany so we got this review on the german store which is really fucking awesome he got us a a five-star review from him says really gets the idea of people who view the news from a different perspective uh you should guys should go check out his show um anyway that's gonna do it for this week uh thank you guys so much for putting up with all of my nonsense and and frivolity that i like to have doing the podcast so final thanks go to the panel which was kyle and myself tonight for the time and energy But we'll catch you again on Wednesday, and remember, you're welcome. People are complaining about you, you know, the 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 alt right and the the bro bloggers out there making all these uh, video podcast video stuff like how we do. Mm-hmm. Where they're talking about the election, they're talking about Trump, they're talking about Syria, they're talking about all these other things, and their channels are getting demonetized. The videos are getting demonetized. They're they're not being able to make money off of it anymore, and they're especially not going to be making money because advertisers have been pulling their money from the YouTube platform, just like they've been doing with Bill O'Reilly. I mean, even though we would be the stuff that we put out there could be kind of naughty in some places that they're listening to it. For the most part, we I view us as pretty positive folks out there. We talk about a lot of we we talk about the goodness in America. We talk about the, you know, uh, the oh, government we, we should try. work this way. We I mean, yeah, we try, but we're not like talking about, you know, F them n words. We're not going to be like. You know all the black people in the country are the worst thing that could happen you know them women all they should be doing is making sandwiches we're not we're not going down that kind of route because we we have history on our side when it comes to you know when you're more inclusive you're a better country when you when you have egalitarianism among all people it's it's a good thing we're not trying to stir the pot we're not trying to you know take us back to sixteen eighty we're We're not trying to be that kind of people anyway. I wanted to bring it up because. A lot of these people on YouTube, they, they are under the politics and religion section of YouTube, and I, I went and changed all of our videos to people and blogs <laughs> instead of, you know, <laughs> news and politics, so we can kind of avoid the, the whole monetization beast thing. And I, The thing is, though, there's a lot of these channels out there where that's all they make their money doing.